0: Today's guest, we've got somebody who's coming on the podcast to talk with us about what exactly is naturopathy. What does that mean? What is the practice? How is it different from allopathic and traditional medicine? And what happens when our body's out of whack? I mean, what I mean by that is what happens when we're so stressed out that it's actually preventing our body to function Normally, whether it's menstruation or heart rhythms or digestive systems, what happens when we're so stressed out that the stress actually causes tiredness, struggles with digestive concerns? Now, our guest today has a lived experience, and we really like to bring people that come on with lived experience that are also practitioners, because they can give us their lens from a more than a subject matter expert, from someone who's educated that practices in a field to help other people. And then they themselves have real world struggles that they share with us. And today's guest, she had a challenge with fertility and knew that there was something not quite right with herself. And she decided she was going to learn more about naturopathy. She's also an individual who has many different resources available, which is really nice too because one thing that we like to do at PTSD and Beyond is provide education and resources, places where you can go. They host their own groups specifically for fertility and women's support. And today's guest is Dr. Jane Levesque. Dr. Jane Levesque is a naturopath doctor, as I mentioned before. She's also a podcaster and is well-known around the world for helping maximizing fertility and wellness through the practice of naturopathy. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Make sure that you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are hearing PTSD and beyond. And also please go to our GoFundMe page as well as Patreon. Drop us a few dollars so we can keep the lights on as well as just shows that, hey, you want to know what? You really do want to hear more about what we're doing here at PTSD and Beyond. All right, you guys, we're going to take it away and let's hear from Dr. Jane. And remember, as always, take what resonates and go beyond. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Deb here with PTSD and Beyond. Thank you so much again for being here with us. And today we've got a special guest. Yes, another one. Today's topic is about naturopathy and what exactly is naturopathy? I mean, some of us are very familiar with what it is and even have a naturopathic practitioner. Um, Today's guest, I also want to say hails from the north. A shout out to our Canadian friends because we have a lot of them there and we appreciate our Canadian uh, community members and listeners. And guys, let's give a heartfelt welcome to Dr. Jane Levesque. Jane, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. And thanks for the shout out. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> for our sure. Our American neighbors, our South neighbors as well. Lots of well,
0: growing up in Detroit, um, we had a lot of a lot of kids that would come over to, you know, play for the junior Red Wings. And living here in Minnesota, people will, I often say A. And so people will say, oh, you know, were you up north, you know, kind of things like now nah, I went to school with a lot of Canadians. And so a lot of the euphisms and jokes just, you know, morphed over into, you know, where you grow up. And so one of the things that I, I find that I appreciate is the open space. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I do appreciate living in Minnesota, the open spaces. And your environment and your surrounding affect your stress. And where that ties in with yourself and your story is you have a lived experience, personal story about your journey and how you got to where you're at today. So we'd like you to share some of your story with us, Dr. Jane.
1: Of course. Yes. No, my pleasure. And I think most of us practitioners have a story that got us to be where we are because there's a, you know, personal connection growth that happens within that. And then you realize, uh, you know, I shared my story on Instagram, for example, with my fertility journey. And then I got pulled into this whole new community of women who are, were struggling, who experienced miscarriages, who didn't have support. So, you know, long story short, I'm a naturopathic doctor and, you know, question around what naturopathy is, the easiest way that I use to describe it is a general practitioner that uses natural methods. And so that's when you're not specializing in anything, really the idea here is that we're looking for a root cause. We're looking to understand why the body is expressing the symptoms that it's expressing and then giving the body what it needs to heal. And really there's just two things, which is remove the obstacle that's preventing the body from healing and give body the nutrients that it needs to heal. And it could be split into, I mean, that could be applied to literally any disease or issue that you want, um, that you're working with. So when I first got into naturopathic medicine, for me, it was, you know, I had a lot of IBS, I had a lot of anxiety, I was on birth control, all these issues that were, I was in, in my 20s, and my doctor would just tell me everything was normal. And that was great. And It was just like, well, I'm not normal. I don't feel normal. I'm carrying an extra 25 pounds. I'm working all the time. I'm trying to eat all these foods. I'm constantly bloated. My, you know, IBS is getting more out of control. There's gotta be another way. And that's kind of what, you know, got me into the rabbit hole of, hey, I'm not okay with this answer that I got. And then I went to another doctor and I got the same answer. And that's when I was just like, okay, it's not that I'm asking for the wrong thing. I'm asking the wrong person they're not trained in this it's like going to a mechanic and asking them to do your taxes they're not trained in that and they'll say there's no problem with your taxes right because they don't know what they're looking for so when i found my naturopath and it took me a while cuz again it's not one practitioner and all of a sudden it was you know magical but when i found out about naturopathic medicine i was like oh my god this exists
0: <laughs> so how did crazy. you find out about it i mean what was what was the point What was the point where you know you? I know we're hearing you say you know there's got to be another way. So how did you actually even like find it? Was it something that you Googled or that you went into a search engine and and all of a sudden naturopathy popped up or how did that how did that come about?
1: No, it was actually I was uh, a personal trainer. I coached gymnastics, like I was already in the health and fitness space, if you will, and maybe I was in it for the wrong reasons at first, meaning you know a lot of us are unhappy with what we look like and you're following stream diets and you're exercising and all that jazz. And I watched my mom be on a diet ever since, you know, I remember basically just because that was the culture that she grew up in. And so I didn't want that to be me. And so I was in the personal health space, trying to figure out different diets And when I went to a course, there was a nutritionist there. And that's something that I also was thinking about. I was like, maybe I want to be a nutritionist or a dietitian or whatever. It's just I knew that I didn't want a pill to be the solution. And I knew deep down that me carrying an extra 25 pounds, being anxious, being bloated, being uncomfortable in my body was like, there's no way that that's it for life. Like it's just whatever. I don't know what that was in terms of my intuition. So I, when I work with my patients, I'm always very, um, I, I make sure that they listen to that because a lot of women, when I talk to them in the fertility space, they know they're like, something is off. Right. The more you hear somebody telling you that, no, it's not, it's just you. It's just you. It's just you. You start to believe that. And it starts to become your narrative. So When I went to this personal training course and I was talking about how I'm trying to figure out all this stuff, and I think I want to be a doctor. I want to be a different kind of doctor because I want to listen to my patients and I want to help them. Like I wanted to be that person who changes the medical (laughs) system, which, you know, uh, as a 20 year old, sure, like dream big kid, but realize this girl, woman, I don't even know how old she was. She was like, I don't think you want to be a doctor. I think, you want to like look into naturopathic medicine. And I was like, what's that? And then Googled, found, there's two schools in Canada, found one of the schools and it's like clouds parted, you know, the sun came out and it was just like, you're looking for the root cause. You listen to your patients. You're trying to find out like nature. How does, when you get a cut on your arm, your body knows what to do to heal it. That process happens everywhere in the body. So the symptoms is really your body trying to tell you that something is out of balance, right. But when right. we're so out of tune with our body and we have no idea how it works because it's we're not educated on that in school, which is you know a whole other um a whole other podcast, if you will, then we don't know how to trust it. We don't know how it works. We don't know what's normal, what's not normal. And if we've seen our parents being struggled and sick all the time or on diets or whatever, it's hard for you to believe that there is another way. Right. And that's, you know, a big component of my kind of fertility group that in my program is to put people in a community where they see that oh, other it's possible, you know, it's possible to heal and it's your body is capable of doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is, you know, have a regular menstrual cycle and have normal digestion and have clear skin and, feel refreshed in the morning, like those things are possible when you remove the obstacle and give it the nutrients that it needs. And it just comes down to education. So that's, I mean, long story, but basically it was me, when I was searching, I would talk about it all the time. I would talk about like, I wonder if there is, or what's this, just because it got my message out. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing back then, but I would just talk about it because it was a big problem for me, you know? And I finally found someone who just pointed me in the right direction. And then it was like, oh, another right direction. Oh, and then, and then you know, I'm down a very, very many rabbit holes. And here I am today.
0: <laughs> How do you think that the, the development of, of um, conventional medicine has hindered uh, practices that have worked for hundreds of years? So what I'm what I'm what I'm finding and what I'm hearing also is that again, and I say this because I know that people in their community have heard me repeat this phrase, PTSD and beyond is an and community, and we continuously see the divide. So the peer support groups versus the therapy groups, right? And it's an and we have therapists that are part of our community. So when we look at naturopathy and then also conventional medicine. There's again that same uh, pattern of the divide. So when, and I and I think that technology is great that it brings up new advancements and in new ways of doing. But new ways of doing, how does the new way of doing still support and embrace things that have worked for centuries? Yep. Like, do you know any history or stories about you know why it why it's been pushed to the side? And why I mentioned this is and i've said this before my thought here is i can remember as a kid um being a greek american there're certain things that we do we you know sure. naturopathy is very normal to us in yes, our world
1: for sure
0: and i can remember being a kid um neat when going to the grocery store to get chamomile tea that was a staple that we had in the house for um you know headaches and You know, trying to help you relax and go to sleep, and then always having raw honey. It was like everybody's always eating, you know, a little bit of raw honey every day. And to get raw honey and then also chamomile tea, we had to go to the natural food store. Yeah. It wasn't in the grocery store, but today you can go to any grocery store and there's aisles of herbal tea. There's aisles of different types of chamomile. Hey, you want to get blue chamomile? I love blue chamomile, by the way. So when did that shift happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, the answer is a lot simpler than we think. It just comes down to Big Pharma and money. It's There is a lot of money in Big Pharma. Big Pharma is basically running the world now. And there is no money for people being healthy. So even when you look at, like, I'm in fertility space, and women have been put on birth control for decades. You're on a prescription medication without needing to be on prescription medication. Like, that's that's an insane amount of money, right, that's being made. And then women coming off, not being able to get pregnant, having all these hormonal issues, believing that their body is broken, now they need huge intervention to get pregnant. So. Realistically, it's like it's not one or the other. There's a bunch of, and I never blame the doctors. I blame the system because when I see the system, when we're, you know, sick acutely, like my daughter has an ear infection. Now there's, I have a lot of stuff that I know that I can do to support and get the body through. But sometimes, like, you need that medical care, right? Exactly. But what the medical care does there is it's only 10% of what they actually get to do the emergency, like the stuff that they're built the other 90% is just managing chronic disease. And it's a trillion, like we can't even comprehend the amount of money that it's actually costing, you know, North America from, to, to just manage it, not even heal it, to just manage it. And so, you know, to go back to my story of, I was on birth control and I was like, Hey, is this maybe screwing me up? It's like, Nope, you can be on it. Until you're in menopause, if you wanted to, if you don't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that's strange that it's totally normal for me to shut down this major communication between the brain and the ovaries of the body without it having any symptoms. You know, like at that point, I was already questioning it, whereas now we're actually seeing it. And the reason that I think I was questioning is because I was so fascinated with the body. Like it was just something that I was fascinated with from a young age in being in sports, being in gymnastics, how it works, what it does. So, I mean, what it comes down to is that the system is really just driving disease. We Mm -hmm. have food quality has decreased drastically. We have water quality that decreased drastically. And so then you're anxious, you're depressed, you're sad, you're overweight. Oh, here's a pill. And it's like, okay, great. But what about what is why is the body not producing enough serotonin? Why is the body not producing enough dopamine? Right. In my instance, like, why is the body not producing hormones that it needs to in order to function? And when you dig deeper and you look into, you know, I wouldn't even say it's technology, because technology in the alternative care has drastically changed too where we can do tests now and look into the body and see the function of it right? as opposed to just looking for diagnosis right. and be able to change that. That's the thing that we think that, oh, once the body's sick, we can't change it. And part of that is just, it's being drilled into us. to Yeah.
0: Right.
1: It's the conditioning. Yeah. It's the conditioning. And, you know, I had a, a mentor say, it's like, we don't have a deficiency of statin in our blood. That's not a deficiency that the body has. We don't have a deficiency of oral birth control, you know? And so if we understand how our bodies work, then we would be, like, the world would be very different. And that's part of my messaging is, like, don't just invest into a procedure. Understand why you're not getting pregnant. When you invest into that, then you feel more in control. You feel way more confident. You understand what you're doing as opposed to, my body is broken, let's try this thing. And now you're giving up all control, which creates a lot of anxiety, which creates a lot of overwhelm. And then of course, this big, you know, you're just waiting to see if it works or if it doesn't. And then if, and it's like, you know, sometimes it's like shooting in the dark. If they haven't done any proper testing and they don't know why you're not getting pregnant, then- you know, you're just like, well, let's try this combination of drugs and see if it works. Let's try this and see if it right. works. There's no guarantee. And of course, there's no guarantee. Like, there's no guarantee in life. But when you have a connection with your body, when you trust your body, when you are in tune with your body and you understand what it's telling you and how to take care of it, then whatever is presented in front of you, you can make a decision and say, that doesn't feel right. That feels right. Right. And you just, and maybe you go in the wrong direction. There's no wrong direction. You're learning. What did you learn from this experience? If you didn't, how learn does a person
0: then become their own advocate?
1: Yeah, and so I mean, it really just comes down to like, I find it's what is happening now is a lot of us are searching, right? A lot of us are Googling. A lot of us are. um tired. I mean, that's, that's my community anyways. They're tired of the conventional way to just be pushed a pill or procedure or whatever, or being told. And so the searching is really good. I think the searching is really good because that's people advocating for themselves. They're mm-hmm. already like light bulbs are going on. But I think the mistake that people make is they think that they can then solve it on their own because they've searched it. Now, it's not to say that you can maybe solve it on your own, but understand that like I went to school for eight years and that's what I do every single day. I don't right. just Google search. I go to conferences. I have mentors. I have you know clinical experience and all that jazz. And so I think what you should be searching for is a person that's going to help you as opposed to a solution that you can do on your own. Because it's rare. Like I have so many women who are like, I've done everything. And then after they sit down with me, they're like, oh, I've done nothing. It's like, yeah, you think you've done everything because that's your knowledge. But if you step into this world with someone who lives in it, it's like accounting. I don't do my taxes. I know very little about taxes. Right. But, you know, I learn and I, because I don't sit and I don't go to conferences, I don't learn what's new and I don't, that's not what I'm passionate about. So I have different areas of life where I get people to help me, whether it's my business, my finances, relationships, whatever, my health is something that I spend a lot of time doing and because, you know, it's it's just what I'm passionate about. So I spent that's what I went to school for, all that jazz. So I think people are already trying to do it, is my point. But the mistake that they're making is like, I want to see if I can do this on my own, which don't get me wrong, like you could, but in our day and age, like. Somebody has been where you have been and came out on the other side. Find that person because when you find that person, your results are accelerated.
0: what are some what hours. are some questions that people can ask when they're uh, reaching out to, say, uh, a person who is a naturopathic practitioner, so sure. then they can determine, is this individual a good fit for me? What are some things that people need to look out for? And what are some questions that they can ask?
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, honestly, in our day and age now, what one of the things I say is like, does this person have content? Do they put out content on a regular basis? Because that's going to be the easiest way to get to know them. Meaning, can you binge some of their stuff? Like... (laughs) And does it resonate for you? Does your message... And now I understand, like, I'm a practitioner who just step into... Like, we. there's a lot of us practitioners who are fantastic practitioners, but we're terrible marketers. We're terrible at sales. We're te- And a lot of the times, the way that people hear about us is word of mouth, right? Oh, you healed me. Here you go. You healed me. Here you go. So one of the things is just asking your community to see it, like, talk about it, to say, hey, I have this problem. I'm wondering if there's another solution have you heard of anyone or have you because you're going to come across a person that will be like oh my god this person helped me you need to go see them and that's going to be the best because you then understand the story and usually it resonates mm-hmm. if you don't have that referral then really it's watch the content look at the content whether it's their website or podcast or vlog or in, you know instagram facebook you name it linkedin to just see if their messaging is resonating with you and their testimonials, you always are looking at those. Like, did they help? Did it seem like it helped? What? And typically, most practitioners, I would say, have a free fifteen minute, twenty minute meet right. and greet, if you will. Right. So there's a lot of ways for you to connect and go, but don't think that it's just going to be one time. It's like if I remember searching for a gym when I first moved into, you know, moved to a new town. And I read, like I made an appointment with five different gyms and then I just picked one that felt the best, right? you know, for me to just go to one gym and be like, if I went to the first gym and it was terrible and for then me to say, oh, I guess I don't need to go to the gym because that experience was terrible. It's like, well, it's not that you don't need to go to the gym. It's just that that wasn't the right place for you, but it's the right place for somebody else. Right? So pay
0: attention to what feels right. Identify yeah. maybe what their credentials are. If yeah. there's somebody that that knows someone, yeah, uh, go with the referral. And then also look at the way that the person presents information, and is able. to yeah, and if to it resonates for you, right? Right, and share what their practices. Mm-hmm. So when somebody first. Um, connects with a naturopathic doctor or someone connects with yourself, what are some things that they can expect with integrating this type of practice into their wellness program, if you will?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a great question, Amber. So, I mean, all of us are very different in terms of how we work with people. Um, and so I can't, it's just like I said, personal trainers, like, sure, there's probably going to be some similarities, but this is where it's doing your own work a little bit. I mean, honestly, it's like finding a therapist, right? Like you're going to be intimate with this person, meaning you're going to share some things that it might not be emotional trauma, but like we're talking about how often are you pooping and what's your menstrual cycle like and your sleep and how is your relationship with your partner? And, you know, I just came off an initial yesterday where she's doing everything, but her and her partner feel super disconnected and he's watching TV at nighttime and she's trying to you know, I'm like, there's no amount of Medicaid or supplements that I can give you that's going to help you connect to your partner, right? And so it's just being able to identify those things. So, I mean, for me personally, um, I'm a a deep dive person. Like I hate doing the, let's do this and see what happens. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it well. And I don't want to miss any, because I've done the run around. I've done the, oh, maybe it's this, and maybe it's that, or maybe, so, you know, I do a deep initial consult, meaning, you know, my form is going to take you 30 minutes to fill out. We're going to go through, and filling the blanks, I'm going to go through the labs that you've done before, and we're probably going to run way more labs, because most people don't run enough. They run one little piece at a time, and and then from there, we can construct that plan, and so to me, it's like if you want to change your health and to change your life, it's not just taking supplements and it's not just changing your diet and it's not just starting to exercise or watching, managing your stress or the mental, emotional. And, you know, I call it the pizza approach. Like you need all of the pieces of the pie. If you're only doing two pieces, you you might be missing something and for sometimes for two for some people, those two pieces were what they were missing, and that's all they needed. Right. But for most of us, we have something in each pie. Now, it's not going to say in each piece, and it's not going to say that you have to do all of it at once. This is where we rely on a health assessment and lab work to tell us where the red flags are and to be like, hey, this is the piece that needs the most work right now. And it's probably going to help all the other pieces. And then, you know, we work on the things that are manageable for you. Because it's a lot. You're changing your life. Like, that's essentially what I look at. It's not just, like I said, oh, I'll just try this and see what happens. It's like, do you want to do this or not? You know, we know that. what
0: What can somebody do to prepare? They can do to prepare before having that initial conversation and outreach to someone that's a naturopathic practitioner. What are some things that somebody right now that is listening to our podcast can mm-hmm. actually say, you know, what? okay, I want to go ahead and do that. I want to search and see who's in my community, who's in my area. I'm going to talk to some people that I know, friends, yep. coworkers, even other family members. I need to do some work first, maybe yep. some questions or what does that sure. look like? What are some things that yeah. a person can do?
1: I mean, everybody's different and how like I like I said, I'm a deep dive person. So I go right in, like I'll order three or four books at a time and I'll read through them and I'll do whereas some people are more dabblers. So there, you know, my approach as a naturopath, it is what it is because I'm of the field that I'm in. Like most people who come to me, they want to be pregnant yesterday. So if I miss things. Then it's just prolonging their journey and they're prolonging their pain. Versus for somebody who is just like, I want to see how to improve my life. Like, you could just go to start going to the gym because we know that movement is important. You need to move your body, right? How you do it doesn't matter that much. I think a lot of us put a lot more emphasis on it. But in reality, it's like you need to move your body. So find a way that helps you have more fun when Mm -hmm. you're moving your body and you're looking forward to it. yeah. Also things like, you know, whether it's meditate or stress management, you know, we can put that into that pocket, but whether it's meditation, whether it's connecting to a friend, whether it's going to a yoga class or another retreat therapy, doing that is you stepping into a different way of being. Hiring a nutritionist to change your diet. And so it's, you're starting to get those pieces of the puzzle In together, right? And there's a lot of self help books, and there's a lot of, and this is where, like, I don't want to say there isn't a bad book. You'll be able to start reading books and say, ah, this this doesn't really resonate for me. That doesn't mean that you don't need to make the change. It just means that that's not the message that's resonating for you. And there's no harm in trying. When you are ready to start working with a practitioner, usually, if you have some base of knowledge, you're going to just go a little bit faster because you're like, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, and it didn't work. And the practitioner should be able to tell you like, this didn't work because you didn't do it for long enough. or You didn't do this or that. Or it's like, that's not the right thing for you. You know? And so it's, it's trial and error. Like it's always yeah. trial and error. A practitioner just has more experience than you and more knowledge to help you navigate some maybe negative side effects that you had. Like you tried a diet and you're like, oh my God, I broke out like crazy. And I had a headache. It's like, hey, that actually is a good sign. You just probably did it too hard, too fast, and you didn't support your body in other ways. It's like, oh, I didn't know that, you know? So I think it's just going to come down to knowledge um, and educating yourself and doing things that we know we all need to do, like eating better, drinking enough water, exercising, sleeping, you know, and then doing some fun things like stress management is, I call it, like do things that light you up a little bit.
0: Do things that light you up a little bit. I like that. I like that phrase actually. Um, and I say that because I did a joke on someone yesterday, and, and I did it so I don't want to say ca- casually, but I made a comment and I I responded to what they said as if I was just you know normal yep. everyday conversation tone, and it made them stop. And I just kept doing what I was doing, and I was like, that was funny. Come on, you got to admit <laughs> that was funny. And we know from previous podcast uh, guests, as well as the knowledge and information that's in the general population, that you can't be angry and be laughing at the same time. The caveat to that is we're not talking about laughter as a, a, a trauma response. We're talking about actually being angry, angry. Not nervous, it's not what we're talking about, and I say that because there's always the person that's well, wait a second. It's like take the information in the context that we're providing it. A couple other questions How do we? You mentioned this earlier about there's this conditioning messaging, right? And what I'm hearing is that the more a person becomes curious and explores mm-hmm. and is open and willing to try a new method and you know, working with a new team member, if you will. How do we then trust what we're feeling and experiencing in our bodies? How do how do we do that? Yeah, how do we even incremental steps get to yeah. the point where you know? Yeah, it's yeah I'm paying really attention, attention to, to question.
1: This. It's a really hard question because when we're talking about trauma, there's a lot of distrust in your body, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of pain, right? With Sometimes with being present, there's a lot of pain and sometimes it's just, I mean, it's a skill, it's learning, but it's a skill that we're born with. And usually we know when something is off and not, and it's the trauma, if you will, happens when that voice isn't heard, that voice is suppressed, and then we don't know what's what. And so, you know, I don't have as much trauma training as, you know, someone like yourself, but my understanding is like, our intuition is never wrong. We're always, it's that we don't know how to listen to it. We don't, we've been told that it's not right. It's wrong. Or, you know, it's been suppressed. And so it's coming back to that voice and having the confidence and knowing that, no, this voice is the right voice but sometimes we don't know how to be in our body because there's so much trauma but even you know with trauma and PTSD i always like to pull you out of the mental and emotional space because sometimes we just are so deep in the mental and emotional and i mean i have that a lot in fertility where it's like let's just go into the physical body and let's help this guy out <laughs> you know or this gal or whatever it's just let's look at what the body's trying to tell us meaning if you're really depleted in nutrients your nervous system is going to be really jacked up and it's going to you're going to feel really anxious and it's going to be really hard for you to be present if you have a chronic infection or inflammation or you're going to have a lot of brain fog and you you know you might have again that nutrient deficiency because now you have digestive distress and right so if you feel really stuck in the mental and emotional what my advice would actually be is like to get into the physical body Because the physical body is trying to tell us something. Right. And it's not just one or the other. You know, it's all encompassing. And I find that the physical body is actually a like a self-protective mechanism. We can't go and experience and feel what we need to feel when we feel really weak and beat down in our body. And when it's strong, like I've, you know, I spend a lot of time uh, personal training and I've seen women get out of. Terrible relationships, leave jobs that they, because they literally just stood up taller. They were confident now. They felt sturdy. They could say no to things Mm -hmm. and they weren't scared to do it versus closed off. And, you know, so there is a lot of power in healing the physical body in order to allow you to go through the mental and emotional experiences. And you know, to circle back to your original question, it's like you know what you need to do. You're just maybe tired and maybe, you know, run down and you need to rest and you need to take care of the physical body. And then all of a sudden it's easier for you to move through some of the stuff that you feel stuck in.
0: I like that. I like that because it speaks to many other um educational components that we've provided for people and the other thing that I like about it is and I, I say this often with other guests too is that with our podcasts, one person's message can speak to another person and I I'm smiling because how many times do we actually say to ourselves you know I knew that. I have heard that message so many times. For whatever reason, whether or it was, I should
1: have, I should have done that. I should have <laughs> listened, right? Like all the time. It's like something felt off and it's like, that's just a lesson to be like, listen next time.
0: <laughs> right. It circles back. The message continues to come back and it, yeah. um, it will act like a little toddler trying to get our attention until that's the right. moment we pause and say, okay, I'm listening. I hear you. Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? So as we're getting ready to wrap up here, Dr. Jane, what are some last nuggets that you're thinking? You know what? I definitely want to share this with the audience and thank you to the listeners for still being here with us. And of course, we're going to have all of Dr. Jane's information and our our podcast notes, including active hyperlinks where you can go check her out. And when you do connect, say, hey, you know what? I heard you on the PTSD and Beyond podcast.
1: Yes, I love it when people connect with me. I think sometimes we, it's like, that's how we connect nowadays, right? With that's social media, social interaction. It's like social, you're supposed to connect with one another. And um, I do, I would love it if um, you jumped on and told me, hey, I listened to the podcast and it was great. Or if it wasn't great, that's okay too. I want to know it. <laughs> but, yeah. We're always you know, looking but- for comments. I mean, we, we've yes. had
0: people that have said that they want us to do more mindfulness sessions even if it's a three to 10 minute, you know, three to five, yeah, 10 minute sure. increments of breaks. So uh, I thank you for that feedback because we are we are starting with uh, more regular practice
1: in the upcoming year. Of course, that's amazing. No, and you know, my last kind of gold nuggets is like, listen to that voice and don't give up. I think those are the two things that I'll see, I mean, in my space, in fertility space, I'll see a lot of women and couples really beat down because they've just been through a lot. Mm. And it's, you want to learn from every single experience and interaction in general, but I mean, like working with a practitioner not every practitioner is going to have what you need. And you are the person that's, if you are looking for help, like when I'm looking for mentorship, I'm interviewing my mentors to see if it feels right, if it doesn't. And I've cut off people after being like, you know what, I thought it was right, but it's not. And it's listening to that voice, right? I think sometimes we come so much from a place of Self blame and shame. And it's like, no, they're trying to help me, and I'm the one that's not the right person will make you, will help you, and will make you feel like you are healing instead of feeling guilty or shamed or you're doing something wrong or I should be doing more work. You know, right. I'll have people messaging me or when we jump on calls, oh, I didn't follow the plan. And it's like, it's not for me, <laughs> you know. I write. Okay, you didn't follow the plan. Let's talk about what, like, what happened, why. Like, there's a lot of trauma around dieting and exercise and all that stuff now right. too, because you've just been so down the rabbit hole. So, I want you to take the responsibility, like, as a person, to know that you will know when the person is right for you to help. And I know that that might seem super vague advice, but truthfully, you do know when you're in an office if you just sit present, and you're like oh, this person is trying to help me and you if can feel gone, it. you can you know feel it. it you
0: can you can feel it. I think that there yes. what happens sometimes too is there's a we um we connect because we see the degree, the skills, the practice and yes. we go in with the presumption that this is going to be the person where yes. sometimes that's not. Uh, a friend of mine actually said something to me two days ago and they said uh, when it's right, it flows. Yes. You don't have to force anything. And no. and that's exactly what I look for to. And people that come on the podcast, people that want to do work with us, it it is how does it how does it flow? And is it yeah. does it feel does it feel right? When it does, then it's super easy and everything yeah. is it's gorgeous, right? Yes. <laughs> I can't explain it, than it is. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> and it's not forced because when it's forced or it doesn't start off well, It just, in my experience, it never ends well. So I like what you're saying to the audience here and the listeners. You're saying be your own advocate, understand what's happening in your body, try to pay attention to that inner voice and that message, reconnect with that inner voice, inquire with others uh, for referrals, look for practitioner's experience as well as what their messaging is you know, right person, right question. As you mentioned about, you're not going to your auto mechanic for tax advice, right? And then at the same time, pay attention to all of it put together like that pizza analogy that you talked about. It's all the slices that make up the whole Yep. And I think that's an amazing analogy to share with people because it's one that people can relate to, unless yeah. you have kids like mine that one of them doesn't like pizza. I mean, what? We still know
1: what, what pizza is.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. We still know what pizza is. Dr. Jane, thank you so much for being with us today. I greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience, your lived experience, your wisdom, and all your knowledge with
1: us today. Thank you, Deborah, for having me.
0: Absolutely. Guys, this is Dr. Deb with PTSD and Beyond. Remember to check out Dr. Jane's information and all the liner notes. Check on with her. Say, hey, we heard you on PTSD and beyond. And as always, take what resonates and go beyond.